gonna ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. All right, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This much is fucking good at social dynamics and relationships. That's like a shot of a dip. Yo, what's good, my friends? It's Adam here, and welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio strip taken right from the YouTube live sesh. I opened it up to questions on dating, relationships, social dynamics, anything in the world of human interaction. So you guys can join those live sessions over on YouTube basically every Friday, 10 a.m. Australian Central Standard Time, for the time being anyway. Now, if you guys would like to receive a quick sip of social dynamics every Friday, you can sign up to the free weekly email newsletter, The Bowl Sip. Every week, I send out a free article on Fridays. That's actually taking me quite a bit of time to write nowadays. They used to be pretty quick, but now I go real deep into them. I also use it as a way to update the resources of wisdom, which you guys can find at boldojo.com. So any quotes I found that week, uh, any music, updates to the Panda Emperor Sexy Time playlist or the We Take 9000 playlist, you know, all those things, anime, documentaries, movies, anything that's going to the resources of wisdom, you can stay up to date with that through the bowl sip so all you have to do to sign up to it is just head to boldojo.com slide your email in and then check your inbox for the confirmation email and also for all emails going forward if you don't think you've received it on friday just check your promotions folder in gmail or your spam folder in outlook etc because basically any email that has links in it gets automatically thrown into the uh, promotions thing so if you don't think you got it, just check those folders, okay? Now, if you guys are looking to dive into a little bit of deeper educational content, you can head over to boldoja.com and number one, pick up the brand new guided meditation, Eternal Energy. It's a deep dive into who you are and a guiding hand into evolving beyond. Featuring five tracks. Number one, cultivating your scented energy. Number two, revealing your darkness. Number three, creating your light. Number four, unlocking your sexual flow. And finally, wrapping things up with the fifth track, One Energy returning you back to the hole. It took me a solid two months to produce that bad boy and it's an absolute journey. So if you would like to dive into something a lot deeper, go ahead and pick that up at boldoja.com. Along with that, if you are looking to get your day game sorted, your social dynamics sorted, if you've been walking down the street and you're seeing a beautiful woman, you just don't know what the hell to do with yourself, well then I've got you covered there as well. Adam's Crash Course Kick-Ass Day Game eBook is also available at boldoja.com. Quick action guide. Most importantly, it is not a sit in your chair at home and read and then go hmm that sounds theoretically reasonable you need to actually get out there and apply that's what it's intended to be used when i created it it was meant to be something you go out with come home with reference with in terms of real world action it just doesn't really make sense until you're actually going out there and meeting people so that's what it's intended for you want to use it as your uh, teacher as your guide as your kind of pseudo adam along your journey. Along with that, I highly recommend pairing up a 30-day challenge with it. Anyone who buys the ebook, you just need to check your emails within 24 to 48 hours afterwards. I personally email basically everyone with a little tips for the ebook. And in that email, I recommend you get on a 30-day challenge and pair that with the ebook. Uh, it's just it harkens back to how I got my journey and how I corrected my life at the beginning, corrected my social freedom, freedom of choice in my dating life came through the 30-day challenge it's powerful so that's what i highly recommend and if you guys want more uh information on the 30-day challenge i often drop links in that email as well and then finally for those that are really looking to dive deeper create action plans bust through their limiting beliefs i do offer one-on-one skype coaching 
the bowl inside is probably the best way to go, which is for my deeper level clients who sign up to packages. Packages are completely customizable to you based on frequency, based on volume. But basically what bowl inside members get over once off Skype sessions is number one, priority messaging. They get access to my private WhatsApp number and within 24 hours, I will respond to them outside of Australian weekends based on anything. They need feedback on a situation they're dealing with this girl, this guy, family members, business relationships, etc. Want to check that text conversation, want to send me that audio, I'm going to be there for them. The second benefit Bowl Insiders get is priority bookings, which basically means you get fast-tracked that if you want to get in a session today and maybe someone was 50-50 about it, well, you get that session. You get your session times prioritized above everyone else. And especially for my clients uh, around the world with arranging time zones, it proves to be quite beneficial. So if you are interested in diving into the Bowl Inside packages, then you can just hit me up at bowldojo.com. In the product section, you find all the links there and actually the links to everything I've just spoken about, guided meditation, ebook, all at bowldojo.com. Just hit the product section and I'll see you soon. Now, if you guys would like to support this channel directly, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link. You can do this two ways. Number one, on bowldojo.com, in the Boulderjo podcast section, there's actually a donate straight through the website uh, link right in that section there. So you guys can get that. Or you can also just go straight to PayPal, which is paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, Adamui, and you can donate anything that you wish. And I just want to say that whether you donate through the Super Chat on YouTube or you do it directly through the website or PayPal, anything that you donate is so greatly appreciated. It just helps keeping this show going. It lets me know that you guys truly value it. So thank you so much for all that have donated in the past and for all that will in the future. Anthony Kanchesta. And with all that being said, let's finally dive into social Q&A live. Yosha! Moshere. Chou moshere. Yokozo Mirsan. Social Q&A live episode 44. We're doing something new today. We're doing some crazy sex stories today. Uh, I just want your, I want your feedback. Please let me know that the audio and video is crisp and that it's actually working. Because I made a huge balls up last week where that audio was not working for the first two and th- two minutes thirty or something. I got Axiel up in here as the first commenter, first guy up in this chat. Axiel comes in saying, "Greetings, Sensei." Yes, Ohagzamas. Good to have you here, man. You've been a regular over the last few weeks, and today you're going to be in for a session. All of you, um, Jesus. Alexeel says audio works. Thank you so much. I can see that it works in my, uh, my system here. However, I, I, I don't know. Last week, I don't know what the hell I was doing. But let me just, uh, let me get settled here. We're coming in here in a bit of a rush. But today, of all days, listen, let, let me just start off by explaining this crazy sex stories thing and where I want to go with this. We talk a lot of high-level tactics. We talk a lot of mindset. We talk a lot about what it means to honor the dance between the masculine and feminine energy. We troubleshoot. We troubleshoot so much. That's what this social Q&A is about. It's about you guys being able to come in here, get your questions answered on anything dating, relationships, social dynamics related, anything in the world of human interaction. And things can get very dark like they did a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we have a great inspirational story like we did last week. and We break down the red flags and... We just get deep in the weeds of social dynamics and skill sets. And that can often, it's very intense. It's very intense and it's very uh, it's very taxing psychologically, which is like, I guess why I love it, why you guys love it. The class sessions where I'm forcing you guys to think, 
You guys have to come in switched on. However, once a month at least, I would like to just have a fun sesh. Have a sesh where we take in what I'm going to do today, a crazy sex story, which is going to be episode one of it. I put it in as the threesome of legend. And this story is directly from one of my close friends. And so it is blue tick verified. I can verify the accuracy and everything I'm about to talk about is 100%. However, I want you guys to be involved in this. I want once a month, we might even do it more frequently. I was actually going to do two social Q&As last week. I was going to do this impromptu last Friday just because I was so excited for it. Uh, Where you guys can send in your crazy sex stories, you know, these uh, adventurous things that you think, oh, that can't happen. That can't happen. Or at least to the hard case in his bedroom, Pornhub.com, virgin, you know, incel. He would think that can't happen. But I know these stories. I go out with these guys. I came up through uh, the journey of social dynamics and the shit that happens, the shit that goes down. The stories I've told on this podcast of my own stories, uh, most people wouldn't believe unless you had confirmation from my wings and from the people I've been out with. And so I want to do this once a month or so where we just get uh, viewer sent in from you guys. I'm kicking it off this week because obviously it's the first sesh or the first time we're doing this crazy sex stories. I'm kicking off with one of my close friends' actual stories because I know it's verified. But I want you guys to send in your own stories. So you can do that at boldojo.com. Every page has a contact form. So you can just send me uh, your emails there. However, just I feel like I probably shouldn't need to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Please don't waste our time. Don't don't be some twelve year old in the uh, in your bedroom conjuring up these stories just because you want me to read it out and you just made it up. Like I, I trust my audience is pretty uh, honourable. We're on the honour system here. I trust that if you're going to send me one of your crazy sex stories, and you're going to know, you guys might be thinking, what deems crazy. When you hear today's story, that will give you the level. That will set the bar of what crazy is. And uh, But please, yes, just don't waste our time. Uh, also, for my female viewers, and, or for any of my viewers, actually, or anyone listening on this, all the privacy be, will be maintained. No names, no cities, unless you tell me it's okay to mention names and cities. But in today's story, uh, it's going to be very... I'm going to keep it very... You, you, even of my close friends, they won't even know who I'm talking about because it could be any one of them. Like it could be several of my close friends. Uh, so if he's watching this, don't worry, my man. I will not be mentioning any details, no cities, not even the the date or the roughly the time frame. Uh, I'm not going to mention any of that stuff because this is going to be very explicit shit. I need to say that from the get. If you're a 16 year old watching this. Watch at your own discretion. Watch at your own discretion. Things are going to get hectic in these sessions. If you're a snowflake, if you're a hardcore feminist, if you're someone who gets easily offended, you can have a time today. You're gonna you're gonna get excited today about what's going down. Uh, for sure, this will be marked on the podcast as explicit. This will be an explicit session. YouTube will for sure demonetize this. So let me just say that before we get into the story and I address some of you in the chat. If you guys would like to support the podcast and support these sessions, you can donate to the super chat in these live sessions, which when we do get to open Q&A past the crazy sex story, uh, it'll get your question bumped to the top and I'll give more time to it. And it just goes back to supporting the channel. And of course, with sessions like this, they get demonetized immediately because I have sex in the title. So uh, any support you guys, so I'm not making any ad revenue if that's what that means. So 
yeah, if you guys want to support the channel, you can do that there. But of course, just having you here is most appreciated and what means most to me. So let me let me uh, let me let me dive into this chat here before we start this crazy sex story. The threesome of legend. So it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be. I cannot wait to read out this story. Okay, so we got we got Exil up in here who told me the audio works. Thank you for that, Exil. Oh, Mr. Skeez up in here saying, how's it going, mate? Yep. Uh, yeah, mate, yeah. He also says, ooh, the outfit. A couple prayer signs. Thank you, uh, thank you, Ski. Ski is a man of fashion himself. And uh, so that, that means a lot coming from you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, by the way, for those of you who are on the podcast, I am wearing some braces slash suspenders, depending on where in the world you come from or what you want to call them, uh, in honor of this story. I never dress up formal. I'm wearing pants. Let me back it up for you guys on the podcast. I'm wearing suit pants. I'm wearing suit pants and suspenders because of how how legendary this story is and uh, how I just feel like we needed to step it up for this story. It's going to set the bar. We've also got, uh, as Exil then goes on to say, I choose to stay to learn. Oh, I chose to stay to learn. Thank you. Thank you. I'm. I'm. You going real deep on me. That just went really deep. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm still. Uh, I'm still in fun mode. Ski then comes in saying, "Maz would approve." Uh, with a little uh, love heart emoji eyes face. I think he's referring to Mister Mister Mason Spiteri's son. Uh, is Mason a bit of a fashionista himself? I don't know that. I noticed he's always well dressed, but I'm not sure. I don't know much about it. Uh, about his dressings. Anyways, let's move on here. <laughs> we get too off track. T then T's up in here saying, "You, how's it going, mate? Yep, we got another how's it going, mate? Yep, up in here." Uh, T going, "Ah ha ha! I love these kind of stories." T, you're listen. I am. I'm going to say this right now because we've already said this is going to be an explicit ses- session. It's going to move. It's going to move. I'm going to get a chubby during the session. This is a very sexy story. This is this is one of those things that you just. If, if you didn't have the credibility of someone like myself and you just heard this in a bar or you you heard one of your mates like just say this, you would just go, nah, you've had, no, this isn't right. This can't be. It is. This can't be. It is. And uh, so let's do it. Also, if you guys are up in this chat right now, live chat, just hit a thumbs up on the uh, video down below. Help support the content. Helps YouTube with the algorithm and send it out to the rest of the community. And we're going to get into this crazy sex story. Oh, let's go. <laughs> you know it's legit when Adam puts on suspenders and suit pants for this session, which I have. I've only dressed up formally once or twice for a BDP, where I've actually worn a tie. I can't remember which episode it was, but I did wear a tie once. I'm not a tie kind of guy, though. I don't like ties, mostly because I have a short neck. So anything that closes off my neck is not a good look for me. Anyways, moving past the fashion, the fashion points. We can get into that later if you guys want to ask questions about fashion. Uh, you got to choose clothes that suit your body is what I'm saying. Anyways, okay. So at this point, here we go. So if he's watching this, don't worry, my man. I'll resound it again. I will take extra care to not mention names or cities or time dates or time frames. But just so you guys know, this story I'm about to read out 100% verified, blue tick, it's one of my close friends. And then also, it's not just the sex story we're going to get into. We're also going to break it down. We're going to break down the social dynamics within it. And so, let's go. Let's do it. Okay. 
can't believe this. Cannot believe this. <laughs> Here we go. So <clears throat> here is the title of this uh, crazy sex story. Full body orgasms, squirting, vibrating dildos, and getting tied up. The legend of one more set. In his words, as he goes on to say now, I wanted to leave the bar. I thought it was too classy and wouldn't be good for game. I tell my mate, I will just do one more set and then we will get out of here. I see a girl walk past and I open her. It becomes an instant makeout. She continues to make out of me for a very long time, very sexually. She seemed DTF enough, so I test if she would be ready for sex. In quotes, don't get alone with me, I shout in her ear. She responds, why not? She responds, because I, he responds, sorry, because I will fuck the shit out of you, I reply. She responds, that's okay. Ding, 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 we have a winner, he goes on to say. I extend my hand and tell her to come with me for privacy. I lead her out of the club into the night. I have no clue where I'm going to take her, but I pick a direction and walk. While looking for a closed off area, she tells me that she has a fantasy of being dominated. I ask her if she would like two men. She replies with a child like a grin and a fuck yes with exclamation marks. I call my mate and tell him the girl wants to fuck both of us. Oh boy. He gets out of the club and tells the girl and the girl tells us that her house is 10 minutes away by a cab. We hop in a cab and are whisked away into the strangest pool I have ever had. We get to her apartment. It's classy. She pours all of us drinks and undresses before us. She walks up to me and presses her body up against me and sexually makes out with me and sexual makeout times ensue. I start to suck on her tits. Oh, am I allowed to say that? Or YouTube? I've already said it. Fuck. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say those words though. I think YouTube might even bite it. No, okay. I'll be careful with it moving, moving forward. Uh, I start to suck on her breasts. Let me see, maybe that will be more politically correct for YouTube. Uh, I start to suck on her breasts and we all move into her bedroom. She, push, she pushes me down on her bed dominantly and starts sucking my chest. I am extremely ticklish and yell and squirm away. <laughs> uh, she then ties me up with some material and continues. <laughs> oh, yes. Shit. Oh, man. I can just, because I can, I know him, so I can picture his face. I can picture him squirming and laughing while she's doing this. Uh, then she sits on my face while I eat her out for a good length of time. After that, she starts to suck my mates. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say these words, but I, okay, you know what I'm saying. Am I allowed to say these words? I get, listen, we'll do a trial run. I'll make it full explicit for this session. And if, if shit happens in post, then we, well, then we know for future not to use those words. So then, as I was going to say that, after that, uh, after she was sitting on his face and he's been eating around for a good length of time, after that, she starts to suck on his mate's dick, etc., etc. Jesus. Jesus Christ. You've got to visualize that. That's intense. 
I'm already getting excited. Good thing I'm wearing pants. Anyways, he continues on to say, After we are done, she takes out a giant vibrating dildo and says, in quotes, If you guys hit me in the right spot with this, I will squirt a lot. End quotes. I start eating her out again while my mate fucks her with the vibrating dildo. This goes on for what feels like an hour. My tongue becomes numb from all the licking and pressure and becomes somewhat of a chore. We switch. I man the strange dildo and remember how she wanted to be dominated. So I pound her... I'm going to say vagina. He used the different word. Ah, I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to say that word. But I've got so many question marks because... Uh, about this, uh, this YouTube system, but I've already said I've already said other words, so we may as well just go full balls. I'm so I'm used to being uh, politically correct, though. I'm used to it, so I have to rewire my mind for these sessions. Normally, I'll just say a different word. So, anyways, I got to get used to that. Anyways, so he mans the strange dildo, and remember how she wanted to be dominated. So he pounds her pussy hard with it nonstop. She's literally screaming like she's being murdered or something. After some time of this, I see her squirt a lot. Her bed sheets are soaked all around her. I then stop with the dildo and leave it in her, still vibrating deep within her vagina. After it was over, it looked like she was in some kind of a sex trance. You know how guys make jokes like, in quotes, I fucked her so hard she couldn't remember her own name, end quotes. Well, I thought they were just jokes. Just guys talking shit. Nope. That is real. This girl was fucked so hard that she was in a full body orgasm trance. She told us she squirted at least five times. Oh no, not the fucking fruit tingles. <laughs> the Oompa Loompas are back. Hang on. Oh, I think that might just be gardeners. We told them not to come on a Monday, though. This is this ongoing saga, for those of you that are just joining in, of these uh, fruit fly guys that come in red-orange jumpsuits that want to come and interrupt and spray the trees. Hopefully they don't. Hopefully they don't. Anyways, can we get back to the story? Otherwise, I'm going to tell them to miss to take, take a hike because we're, we're deep in the story here. So, finishing up the story, he goes on to say, After we stopped all of the sexual shit, my mate, the girl, and I lay on the bed and talked. The girl is very cool. She's into a lot of the same things that I am, and she has a very relaxed attitude about life. I lay in her arms on the bed as we talk while being kissed on the forehead. Uh-huh. The lesson I got out of this mindset was just one more set. If you are about to leave or quit for the night or day, just tell yourself one more set. Who knows what magic could happen? She calls us a taxi back to a certain street, and we say our goodbyes. The end. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. What a story. What a story. Hey, let me just make sure. Uh, oh, yes. Okay. So, there is so much to unpack within that story, but I mean, this is the first time. There's a little, there's a few hiccups. I do apologize with my just my terminology. I didn't know if I was going to use uh, the fully explicit words. I should have thought about that and uh earlier on but anyways we got it i think you guys understood what i meant anyway sorry guys on the podcast i'm just readjusting the mic but that story for those of you that are absolute beginners like you're 
you're the type of guy, I've got clients right now that I'm working with that can't even warm up. I've got clients right now that have been sexually inactive for months and months and months that whether it's because of COVID or whether it's because they just don't have a skill set. I've got clients that are, that are still virgins right now. And if you're, a, if you're, especially if you're a virgin listening to that story, it seems like it's not possible. It seems like how could, how could you just walk out of the club, walk onto the street, see a randomly attractive girl, go up to her, get into an instant makeout, tell her that you want to fuck the shit out of her. She says, yes, all right, well, I don't mind that. That's That would be okay. And then messages it implants the idea just swings the idea and you guys might think i gotta i'll give you a little bit of an idea as to definitely not who he is but his energy his demeanor he's a very sweet guy this is one of my friends you might think by hearing the words of that story and the way he's written it you might think that he's just this like fucking gorilla this just hairy chested greek gorilla that's used to just just swashbuckling and swinging on ropes and it's just in pirate mode all day long. And, uh, you know, he drinks his milk out of the carton type guy. Actually, I think this guy might drink milk out of the carton. But anyways, that was a bad example. But you know what I'm talking about? Just like this brutish, brutish pirate of a man, just six foot five, clean cut, jaw, uh, looks like he could lift a car over his head. That's what that story conjures up. Like when I think about that story, is not. He's the opposite of that. I'm not going to say much more than that, but let me just say that Oh, we've got every gardener in the city going on right now. <laughs> Hopefully the mic's good. You guys aren't getting too distracted by it. It's a fucking war zone in, in my room right now, though. Okay. You, you, think, you think he might just be this absolute beast? He's not. He's not. He's, he's, uh, he's one of my close friends. Uh, I'm just going to say that he, as you can tell, because he's using, at this stage in his life, he was using game terms. He actually used the word game in it. He used the word set. Uh, so he, he was learning social dynamics just like me. And, and the, that, that's why I'll leave it out because then if you are one of my friends, you would think, well, that could describe a lot of us. That could describe a lot of the wings that I've had the pleasure of being uh, on the journey with over the last uh, 10 years or so. So it could be anyone. And, uh, by the way, guys, I hope the connection is a little bit better. Uh, we've actually, I'm, I've completely ditched the internet provider that I was, I've been with and we're transitioning to someone new. That'll be happening, happening soon. Hopefully it's okay right now. But anyways, like I said, so that was the crazy sex story. And what I want to do is just fleece back through it I want, because this is something new. We've never done this before. I want to fleece back through it for and just get maybe one, two or three lessons that I as a coach can break down for you guys so you guys could actually learn something from it. Uh, but I would also like your, uh, I like you guys to drop, what did you guys think about that? Drop some feedback in the chat. Um, what you're thinking about that? If you guys have questions about the story, if you guys have questions about how did, how did he manage that or what was going on there when that happened or why do you think maybe she would have done this or that, et cetera, uh, feel free to drop questions and uh, be engaged, uh, class and session style. Uh, into the chat box. But I guess this is the first thing I'll start off before I even break down the story, which is that this is some very advanced shit. This is some very high level shit that if you're an absolute beginner, sorry, that might've been a bit loud on the mic. I'm getting excited. If you're an absolute beginner listening to that story, I would not recommend, and actually I need to say this as a disclaimer, I would not recommend for those of you that are able to go out tonight or this weekend, if you're in a city that allows it, 
I would not recommend that you go and say, oh, well, I heard him say these things. I heard him say to her, don't get alone with me. And she said, why not? And he said, because I'll fuck the shit out of you. Oh, so I'll go say that. And actually, this is the first point. This is the first thing we're going to go on. I've said this uh, many times in different pieces of content, but it's been a bit of a while since we've been into these deep tactics. It's not the lines. Guys get so confused about the terminology and guys are looking for the algorithm. They're looking for the line that's going to get them the sex or get them the girl. But what you don't see underneath what he said there was powerful, powerful masculine energy, intense awareness, incredible awareness. This is the last set of the night. Remember the, the, the title, I've called it the legend of the threesome of legend. He's titled it the legend of one more set. One more set. It was a lot. It was after like a, a hell of a night. He'd been for sure. He'd probably met somewhere between probably 40, 50 people before that. Been out and it, because he's one of my uh, close friends, I could for sure confirm he's not just rocked out for a quick sesh. You know, he's been out all night, meeting people all night, getting cut down all night, getting harsh rejections, meeting girls of different variability, different lessons. Girls, maybe he might. He's probably uh, been with a few different people that night, and uh, had a little bit of fun. And so, what I'm saying here is, he's been getting the lay of the land. He's been diving in to himself, learning to let go of himself, and so that when he rocks out at the end of the night, at the ends, at the getting out of this bar and sees this girl and just walks straight up to her and just instantly starts making out of her. Even that concept will completely blow. Uh, most beginners' minds. I know for sure it did for me because for those of you that don't know my journey, I was a hardcore meeting people in the day. Uh, that was the only experience I had from roughly 17 to 19-ish. It wasn't until roughly 20, no, even longer than that. It wasn't until I was about 20-ish, 2021, that I started going out at night. And uh, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say that because that will give away which friend it is, but but this friend had been going out at night way longer than me, way longer than me, and the idea of instant makeouts to someone who only goes out in the day that just doesn't compute. That that is code that does not uh, that does not get entered into the system and just causes system error because it's like in the day you're not instantly making out with people, you're not. You're not yelling in girls' ears. I'll, you know, you're lucky we're not back at my place because I'll be fucking the shit out of you. And having her go, mm, that's okay. Mm, you know, and getting super excited about it and having her, uh, and then saying to her, oh, hang on, let me, let me get the words. Let me get the words. Let me, let me not put words in his mouth. So he just started walking. He had no idea. Once he had already said to her, you know, don't get alone with me. He shouts it in her ear and she says, why not? And she goes, because he goes, because I'll fuck the shit out of you. And she goes, well, that's okay. And he just leads her out of the club into the night, has no clue where, but just takes a direction. You can see how that would really fuck with someone who's only gone out and learned to meet people in the day, which is why I always recommend all of my clients get both. If you guys uh, go back to some other social Q&As when we talked about the day versus night or which one you should be doing more of, it's always both with me. Because, because you learn things in the night that you just will never learn in the day. Case in point, you would never learn that skill. Now, we're going off on so many tangents because I'm getting excited as a coach here to break it all down. But I just we're getting off on so many bamboo shoots because there's a lesson right there. 
uh, of the lessons that he's learning in the night that he's not learning the day. Let's bring it back here though, which is that when I said that if you're, cause where we started this was that I'm going to, if, if I was a, if you rewind to 17 to 19 year old Adam, or even a little bit later as well, when I still wasn't going out at night and I was in this session right now, listening to someone else discuss this story, I'd be going, what the, f-? like that would scare me. What this guy has done would scare me, not only that it's a possibility, but that I could potentially do that and that, that the opportunity could potentially present itself, that that's a possibility. Now, but, but I would not recommend that guy then say, okay, let me take the words, let me take the lines of what he's saying. That's where this whole dragging him back up here, that's where we started this conversation with right now, which is that don't take the lines because you will get destroyed. I know if you go up to a girl, if you go up to a group of girls, five or six of them, and you say, listen, I want to know which one of you is the coolest girl here, right? That's going to go down great if you have already been meeting people, if you've already let go of your uh, sense of self, if you have just coming up, balls confident, cocky as shit, it's like, who's the fucking coolest person here? Then they will all chomp. They will chomp at it. They will fight with each other. And it'll be, it'll be like putty. Like it's, it's, so, uh, it's such a great... Uh, it's such a great qualifier off the bat, but if you're a hard case, absolute beginner, and you go, well, well, I heard Adam say that, so I'll fucking try it, and then you go out, and you're like, hey, hey guys, which one of you is the coolest, and you just, you just fish, just fishing it out, just waiting, just desiring their validation, and you just, just please work, please work, and you're coming off with that vibe, it's just toxic sludge, just ugh, coming out of you, the girls are just going to say, fuck off, like, they're not... I don't want to have a bar of it because you invested too heavily in the words and you didn't invest in the state behind the words, in the power of energy behind them. And so you can tell through the story, this guy has that in check. For, for To be able to lead a girl out of a club, pick a random direction and say these things to her, you can for sure say his 50 is on point. His 50 is there. His intent, his sexual intent, which is the hardest thing to teach, you can't really teach it. You know, I have ways of testing it, which I guess is in a way of teaching it, but I can't teach someone to be a masculine being. I can only test it, which will hopefully enlighten the path for you. It's very much like the Zen saying of that, you know, I can't force you to drink, right? I can only take you to the watering hole. I can only lead you there, but you have to drink. And one should not, as I said to one of my clients the other day, one should not wish for his teacher to breathe for him. Because he never can. He never can. So, so we got we got philosophical there. Anyways, bringing it back, and I'll hit you guys in the chat in a second. I see there's a good bit of chat coming in. But this is just wrapping this first point here, this first thing to learn from this story. If you're a beginner, or if maybe if you're even not a beginner, because that's advanced shit, where would I put him on the clock face? He's not quite, not quite 12, not quite full circle, but he's very borderlines nine. Like somewhere between somewhere getting on unconscious competence. Like that's teetering on, just because there was a couple things there he said, um, still using some gamey terms there. Uh, I wouldn't, I would say, and I know him personally, so I know at what stage in life he was at when this happened. <clears throat> so I got more context on him. So I, he was like nine to 12, somewhere between nine, teetering on nine to 10, like coming quite, he's put in a lot of hours, thousands of approaches, thousands of day twos, we together have been on so many sessions together. I've seen his journey come through. And so I can verify for you guys that this was not just 
a random guy who saw this on the internet said, I'm going to go out tonight and just say this to a woman, and then this happened. I just want to make that very clear. No, this is the product of reps of going through the fire. You know, uh, and so uh, we're going to go, we're going to go off on too many tangents. I want to get some of you guys in the chat here. And like I said, when, when I read, when I go through that story, surely you guys have thoughts or questions about that. I get fucking excited about it. I can spend all day on this story. So let me get into this chat here. I'm going to slow down. I'm going a million miles an hour of how good that story was. So we got, uh, T, uh, just going up the chat here. Yeah, Exil came in. Exil came in with a with a clap with a clap emoji, and then T comes in saying, "Hilarious story, lol, what a time." Exil then goes on to say, "Not my cup of tea story, personally, but that was quite an adventure." Not your cup of tea? Uh why? Why is that not your cup of tea? <coughs> That's fine. Like, I'm just curious. Why would that not be your cup of tea? That's right up my fucking alley, though. That's right up my alley. Uh, it's just the the, hect- the hectic nature of it. It's intense. Uh, T then goes on to say, but no no judgment on you. It's not your cup of tea. That's fine. I'm just curious. T then goes on to say, the fact that you said your mate isn't a silverback type of dude doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise you. T then goes on to say, in some of the craziest nights I've had with girls, they said later that they were into my more feminine slash arty slash alternative vibe. All flavors of dudes are loved by different women. Ah, it's a great point, T. It's a great point. It's one of those society-based stigmas that guys get into, especially those that don't go out, especially those that don't go out at night. They think that that their looks, and we can go on this all day, that their physical appearance is what determines their success with women. But if you learn social dynamics, you will learn that that transcends your physical appearance and that your ability to... to uh, intent, I was going on 50 before, to convey masculine intent, eye contact, vocal projection, body language, and vibe. You notice those five things that are based on your 50? At no point does any of that come into and also what you look like and how you're dressed. And and this guy doesn't doesn't dress snazzy, doesn't drive a fucking SLK, doesn't, you know, he's, he's, he's a regular guy. This guy is a regular guy, uh, soft-looking features, as uh, artsy, as... Uh, uh, well, I wouldn't call them artsy, actually. But just soft-looking features, uh, as T is described here, and but is a demon of social dynamics. A demon in terms of the desire for learning with this guy. As is the case with all of pretty much all of the guys I have come up with, there's one thing that separates us from pretty much everyone else we used to go out with when we have guys, groups of 10, 20 guys go out on a night, whether it be... Uh, uh, yeah, actually, I won't say various cities across Australia, so I won't be too detailed with it. But when we have good, big groups of guys, it's always a thing is that the thing that separates most guys is the desire for learning because your desire for learning determines how much you will take action. The guys that just don't really want to learn that much, they never embrace the, the extremely, extremely brutal and testing fire that comes through having to go up to 50 people in a night. But this guy never had any issues with that, uh, which I learned so much from him through that as well. So, and then, so then again, just getting back to T's point there, it's got nothing to do with uh, being a beastly man uh, or being a, and having, because actually, when you, when you look at this, 
when you look at this story, he asked her. She didn't suggest it. He asked her. When they were when they just went off in a random direction, they just picked a random direction and started walking. By the way, guys, fuck, I want to get into that lesson because that's a huge lesson. That's a huge tactical lesson that I have mentioned many times about the step-by-step nature of when you take a woman out of the club and not not trying to go the whole nine yards in one play or her going the whole entire field in one play and baby stepping, baby step your way through the interaction. That's all he's done here. And that's why I love this story because there's so many social dynamic principles that we learned together. The things that I teach you guys, I learned with this guy. <clears throat> and this is just one of them. You know, I often tell you guys, I, this, is, this is great. I often tell you guys, okay, we're going to go on this. I often tell you guys, like when, when you're re- realizing it's, it's time to wrap this up in the club, uh, we're taking a general example now where you've got a girl you've been going up with for the last hour or so. She's got her friends. And you're thinking about, fuck, how do, I, how do I get out of the club? How do I progress this? Well, you always ask yourself, what's the next best thing? That is the stages of progression that you'll have throughout the entire night of a girl. What's the next best thing that would deepen our connection? So from initially meeting the girl, meeting the girl to taking her to the bar, to taking her to the lounge, to taking her, her and her friends out to the balcony, next best thing, next best thing. Just keep getting uh, deeper and deeper, deeper bubbles of her, different looks in the club. And then what would be the next best thing out of the club? Well, you don't have to plan the next five best steps, just the next best step. What's the next best step? Let's just get down to the street. Okay, that's what this guy did, all right? What's the next best step that he took here? He leads uh, after that conversation about don't get alone with me. Uh, she says, why not? Because I fucked the shit out of you. She says, that's okay. That was somewhere inside the club, somewhere just as he was leaving, like maybe in the foyer, let's, let's call it that. <clears throat> He extends his hand, right? Next base thing, just extends his hand, takes her, leads her out of the club. Has no idea where they're going to go, but what would be the next best thing? Let's just pick a direction and walk. And I said this so many times, which is that, don't worry about the kebab. <laughs> don't worry about the fucking kebabby. Right? I say like, listen, if you're taking girls out of a club, you say, hey, let's go get a kebab, but you don't know where the kebab store is. Well, listen, don't worry about the fucking kebab. Just get down the street and you'll find the kebab. You will walk down the street you pick any direction in a major city, you will find somewhere to get something to eat. You will find a cab rank, which is what he's teaching here in this lesson, which is like, I didn't know which direction to walk in, so I just start walking. And that's the next best thing. Whereas when you're a beginner, you overload yourself. You try and pick five different either options or you try and make too many moves uh, ahead. And so then you lose presence. She loses trust for you. She gets weirded out. She's not comfortable anymore and goes... Down south. But if you just stay comfortable in the leading moment of what you're in right now, pick a direction, I'm leading this, let's go. Leading, let's go. It's often the same with in the day, if you want a day example. If you're going on instant dates, just pick a direction. Like if you're in a city you don't know about, or if you don't really know where the nearest coffee shop is, and even though you said, hey, let's, I got five minutes, you got five minutes, let's go for a quick tea or coffee, just pick a direction, start walking. It doesn't matter, you'll work it out. As you see, you work it out. Now, this is the, uh, this is the. We got off on a tangent there. The, the actual point I wanted to get on was that the domineering nature, or the very masculine nature of when he said to her, she didn't suggest the threesome, right? As they were walking, she told him that she had a fantasy of being dominated. He then, 
socially aware, socially savvy, then takes that as a signal to go, well, would you like two guys? Would you like two men explicitly here? And she replies like a child with a grin saying, fuck yes. So that right there, right, would you like two men? Even if I was 17 to 20-year-old Adam, just thinking about myself saying that, that scares the shit out of me. That scares me thinking about previous Adam. Because, and then I guess this really ties back to the point of being someone who just only goes out in the day. You'd never learn to say that in the day. You'd never learn, and remember, it's not the words. It's the energy and the social awareness. Not only the masculine intent, sexual intent, but also, which of course, in the day, guys who go out in the day only, their levels of sexual intent are always much lower than guys who only go out at night. Vice versa though, guys who go out in the day have much higher social savviness than guys who go out at night because they have to be far more refined. So there's so much to be learned back and forward from the different environments, which is why I always do both. But you know that, that's, uh, that's extreme social awareness. So you might think, oh, if that must mean if I take those lines or an absolute hard case would say, if I take those lines, then that means she'd be down to have a threesome with one of my mates. It's like, no, no, you, you, gotta, you gotta be there in the moment with him and understand that he would have been so present to her. And if you just look at the details, he remembers the look on her face. He remembers the, and the, uh, the exclamation points and the, everything about it. I guarantee you he was tapped into the moment and just present with her the entire way through. And because that's the key to all of this, that he's not stuck in his mind thinking about how he can get his friend involved or how he's going to get back to their apartment, et cetera, et cetera. No, he's just there with her on the street, reading the woman in front of her, throws it out there. Hey, would you like two men? And it definitely would not have come with a permission-seeking vibe. No, it, even though some guys get confused with that, they think that by asking a question, it's by nature permission-seeking. You can ask a question, a question in a very qualifying way. You know, would you like two men? Sounds very different to, would you like two men? Vocal, vocal intonation, energy, sexual intent behind how you say things is always number one. So that's made her feel comfortable that she would, uh, and not only comfortable, <laughs> she was excited that she that he introduced the idea of two guys. Now, I want to ask you guys, those of you who are in this session right now, let me ask you a first class question. I'm going to get into the chat here in a second. How many of you have ever suggested to a woman in a cold approach the idea of getting with one of your friends? Would you like two men? How many of you suggested that? How many of you even been in those badlands? In terms of when I said the badlands, not that it's a bad move, in terms of like uncharted territory, area you've never been to. How many of you have conceptualized that but maybe never actually acted upon it? You know, these are, these are good questions. I want your feedback. How many of you now are going to embrace the idea of that? Actually, I need to step it up because now I've seen what's possible. That's one thing that I want to do with these crazy sex stories is show you what's possible as well. Especially for those of you at the beginning of the journey, uh, that this is a possibility that if you could actually, and remember, it's not so much focused on the, the, the threesome and the, and the sex and all that stuff. Yeah, it's hectic, it's wild, it's crazy, I love it. But as you can see, we're going leagues deep. What I love about it is the level of man he had to be to provide the comfort, the trust, the safety for her to go, yes. For her to go, yes, I want to be a part of this. And because in a very politically correct world, 
in a world where people are so soft and uh, so against being so open about their sexual experiences, and you know, we we talk uh we talk it up. Like what I was going to say there, what I'm really trying to say there is that we protect against the opposite, right? I'm always so keen and so hardly aware on guys that are treating sex as the number one, that are being transactional with women, that are being are disrespectful to women. But this is a prime example of a man honoring the sexual trust, of a man honoring a feminine being. Because this is the thing, guys, that as much as we need to be socially aware, be empathetic leaders, we also need to honor the sexual trust when it's there. It's not just like, as I said in the bowl sip last week, it's just as important to rec- recognize when a woman is comfortable as when she's uncomfortable. Now, we often spend a lot of time talking about how to recognize when she's uncomfortable because that, yeah, we do. We do because guys are so bad at that because, yeah, guys, that's such a such a key thing. But also, but if we only talk about that, it gives you the impression that we have to tiptoe around sex and how amazing sexual experiences can be and how incredible and how much we love sex as a, and how much as of our society sex is built upon. And when I'm talking about sex, you need to go beyond penetration. You need to go to the psychological connection, the energetic spiritual connection of two beings, or in this case, three beings coming together and how much women love that and how much women will uh, reciprocate when a man is stepping up, when a man steps up and you actually provide a strong masculine frame and how much a woman will be uh, grateful and willing to go into a situation like that because you didn't fuck around, you didn't fap about. Look how direct he's being. He didn't manipulate her. He didn't use indirect uh, mind tricks or mind games. He literally just said to her, listen, you're lucky we're not in my room right now because I'd be fucking the shit out of you. Off the get. It doesn't get any more direct than that. And how did she respond? She goes, that's okay. She goes, that's okay. Now, of course, that's not the lines. It's the energy behind it. But what I'm trying to paint out here is how with, with these crazy sex stories, I, I'm, uh, I'm very wary over the last four weeks, five weeks, we've done a lot of work in making sure people are able to read when a woman's uncomfortable. It's just as important to be able to read when a woman is comfortable and to have the skill set to lead her through incredible sexual experiences. So for those of you that are going to send in your own stories, please keep that in mind, that it's about the lessons. It's about... Uh, celebrating our sexual experiences as human beings. It's very important because then otherwise you become a society like Japan that bottles in their sexual desires and it comes out in uh, grotesque ways such as uh, hentai and uh, porn that has censored genitals, which makes no sense. You know, I'm, you know, okay, that's a different topic. But anyway, so let me get into the chat here. I get passionate about that stuff though. Like sex is something to be celebrated. Not to be uh, demonized. So, anyways, getting back up into the chats here. Shucky Chan, Shucky Chan comes in saying, uh, "I couldn't find the opening as a King video. So, as I'm on day three of my first thirty day challenge, I was wondering if you could explain how to open and." And do you know when to move into qualification? Thanks. Okay, Shaki, when we're in open q and I'll get to that. It's not quite relevant to what we're talking about right now. Uh, so I'll park that, but good to know. Uh, Skeeving comes in saying, oh shit, here, 
Hearing all of this makes me so excited to go out again. Yeah, I know, right? I know, it's intense. It's inspirational. It's inspirational. Axel then comes in saying, I'm not into two guys, one girl thing. Uh, so he's explaining why this story was not his cup of tea. He then goes on to say, I like the vibe and adventurous nature. No judge as well, good sir. Yeah, fair enough. Um, no worries. No worries, mate. Everyone's got their own uh, sexual uh, proclivity and desires. No worries. Uh, but for those of you that are wondering, if you happen to meet me in a bar, uh, I'm into all forms of group dynamics. I'm not against any of it. Not against any of it. I'll, I'll, I'm open to all of it. Let's, let's go. And, uh, so is this guy, obviously. So is this guy. So Ski then comes in saying, desire for learning 100%. The people who I went out with never understood why I had to warm up or approach as many people as I could. They would just pick and choose and mostly stay in the chode crystal. So they never get or got rejected, in quotes. But I, in quotes, got rejected more than more than able to count. But I always came home the happiest no matter what. Prayer sign. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge lesson right there. Huge lesson right there, which is that the rejection is real. Like when, when, when Ski is saying in quotes rejected, I believe what you're trying to say there is that not rejected in what his friends were perceiving rejection as. So his friends were perceiving rejection as the rejection of who they are. And they're taking it as a personal affront to their egos. And so it's, oh, it's, it's Adam who's getting rejected. It's, uh, it's Mason getting rejected. It's, uh, it's Jono getting rejected and she rejected me. But no, what she is rejecting is your 50, your execution, your tactical skill set. She's rejecting your intent, your eye contact, vocal projection, body language, and vibe, right? Your overall social dynamics. She doesn't know who you are. But most guys misinterpret this. Most guys attach who they are to what they're doing in a more egoic sense and so that they're inextricably linked. So that, well, if, if, a, girl, if a girl rejected... Because what happens is that if I was to break down as a coach what he did, at some point during his skill set, very rarely is is someone with a perfect 50, you know, it's almost impossible. It is impossible to come up with a perfect 50 where you'd be able to walk away from an interaction and say, there's nothing I could have improved. It's, 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 it's not possible. It's actually not possible. So there's always going to be something that you know you could work on. And most likely that is the reason why she said no to this. Most likely. There are, there are of course, nuances to this, of course. But most guys for the most part, will go in, approach a woman, get their balls together and say, fuck it, I'm going up and meeting this woman. All right, send me in, send me in. And they treat it like a military operation and they're the one in the chamber mentality. They go up to her. It doesn't go down. Why? Something in their 50 was off. Something in open qualification, investment and clothes was off. Something in their intent, eyes, vocal projection, body language, vibe, it was off, right? And she wasn't having a bar of it, right? That's most likely the case. Of course, there's her 50. So he could have done almost a perfect 50 and she could have her own reasons logistically unavailable romantically unavailable or uh environmentally uh logistic emotionally romantically unavailable one of the three and then she just would not have been down no matter how good you were yet they still interpret that as a rejection on my part they check that up as a, as an out All right that's a that's a that's a that's an l that's an l in their books but what ski is saying there is that He's not interpreting the rejection as a personal affront to himself. Therefore, he's able to go out and get more of these rejections. Hence, 
hone his skill set, hence get into a great creative vibrational state, right? Be able to elevate his emotional state, shift it. As I say in my uh, night game system or going out of night system, he's able to get into free flow, right? He's able to get into free fall when he's skydiving at night. And you're actually able to get into interactions with people where you forget who you are and you're just enjoying it. And that's what, if you look at the story here, the threesome story, this guy was already well, well, well into that. He was already well into that, that level of just carefree, let's meet this woman, let's go. And then to have the skill set to suggest meeting, getting, bringing his friend in for the old threesome. Can you just imagine that? You just imagine that? And then so he calls up his friend. He's like, can you imagine getting that call? Can you imagine getting that call as the friend and your mate calls you up going, listen, mate, there's this, this girl. She wants both of us to fuck her. You better get over here. You send her the address. He rocks up. She pours some drinks and she starts undressing before you. And that's how you know his social skill set was so on point that, that she started undressing for them. Like, and that just goes to show how much when you create a comfortable space for a woman and you tell, and you just show like, hey, this is just going to be a great time and that you've got that powerful masculine energy behind it, that she, you don't, there's very little pushing is what I'm saying. There's little pushing on her. Women get it. Like guys don't seem to think that, well, they seem to think that all women need their hands held. And if you go to the bowl sip, uh, the bowl sip, the weekly email newsletter that I made last Friday on permission for sex, you know, there are definitely a lot of girls, don't get it wrong, that will need their hand held in a sexual space. But it's not all women, especially, you guys hear me say this all the time, especially when the correct, the correct space has been created, a lot of shy girls turn into animals, right? This girl doesn't sound like a shy girl off the get, but she's definitely an animal. And and we, I think as human beings in general, we need that, we need that release. We need that space to be able to release our sexual energy. It's just... <clears throat> I can just hear the feminists in my mind going, but guys can take that too far. And yes, of course they can. Of course they can take it too far. But if you're a genuine guy, if you're a good bloke, if you're a decent bloke and you're not trying to hurt women, you're not trying to be manipulative, both psychologically, but also physically, and you just provide that space, you'd be amazed with what women uh, will show you and what they'll do. So a lot of lessons we get into here. Johnny Nguyen is up in this chat. Yokozo. Johnny-san, Johnny-san comes in saying, Lol, Adam, this story reminds me of how my night self sometimes scares my day self. I get so wild so I can relate to this story. Yeah, with a laugh emoji. He then goes on to say, Could use practice learning the beast once night game is viable again? Yeah, yeah. We've, uh, I mean, Johnny's just referring to a point we just talked about, but listen, I'm in the same boat as you in which that if you've had a long period of time off of going out at night, what this guy has just said in this story will freak you out. It freaks me out a little bit. I haven't, oh, actually, I've been out the last couple of weeks. I've been out at night the last couple of weeks, but, but let's rewind two weeks ago. Uh, if, and if I had read this story then, I probably got a little bit of a quiver. I probably would have been a little, like in my spine, I would have felt a little electricity just out of the, uh, the trepidation of, of, of doing this and, and hearing this story and going that, yeah, because I guess it's also a different thing. I know Johnny's more experienced. 
So, but let me ask you a question here, Johnny, as since we're doing a bit of class session here. How, where do you find yourself, where would you put yourself roughly on the clock face of social dynamics from 12 to 12? And how comfortable would you be enacting the skill set that this guy has said, in which that it's the last, it's literally, it's been all night, it's the end of the night, you're walking out of the club, you're in the foyer, you see this really attractive woman, and you say, fuck it, one more set, let's go. You go into her, you make out instantly of her, you then scream at her, you're lucky that we're not back at my place. She goes, why? And you know, because I'll be fucking the shit out of you. And she goes, well, that's okay. And then you walk down, the, you just pick a direction, walk in the street. Then you say, would you like two men? She goes, fuck yes. Take her back to the, her apartment. With this story, that's the abbreviated version of the story, uh, at what state, do you think, are you comfortable with executing that in terms of skill set? Do you have reps with that? Do you have practice with that? And if not, where do you think in that story you think you would mess up? Where do you think or your current level would would be met the plateau would be i'm gonna throw that to johnny there and we can extrapolate that in principle to everyone but let me say this just to make it relatable for you guys because johnny's talking about the base mode there you know just being that oh just acting just executing just being in the moment and just getting it done and she can tell she fucking loves it of course she starts dressing when she gets back to their place even for someone like me if i haven't been out in three six months somewhere in that story I'm going to shit myself. Somewhere in that story, at, th- at this stage in life, probably if I haven't been out in three, six months, barring the last two weeks, probably, listen, meeting, last set of night, meeting her in the foyer, instant makeout, that's fine. That doesn't scare me. Taking her out of the club, picking a random direction, that's fine. Doesn't scare me. Walking down the street, suggesting to the girl, hey, would you like two men? That's all right. That's That doesn't scare me. That's fine. I've been a few scenarios like that. But then, but then the actual getting back to the apartment and she starts undressing. If I haven't been out in three or six months, I'm gonna I'm gonna need a moment. Like I'm gonna I'm probably if I haven't been out in three six months at night, I'm probably gonna need to slow down. I'm probably going to and actually let's let's see what he did. Let's see what he did here because I know him. He's not this. He's not a Jack Sparrow. He is not a Jack Sparrow. He is not swashbuckling. He is not. He is not uh, swinging on the on the mast. He has got a neutral temperament. So let's see here. What happened when they got back to her place? They get back to her apartment. It's very classy. She pours all of the drink, all of them drinks. She starts undressing before them. She walks up to him and presses her body up against him. And starts making out sexually, sexual times ensue. He starts to suck on her tits, and we all move into the bedroom. So he doesn't say how long he took before they moved into the bedroom. But let me just say this for the story. Uh, sorry for what I was saying there, which is that if I'm in that, I haven't been out in three or six months, I'm going to take my sweet time. I'm going to take a lot of time. I'm not going to be in a rush to progress into the bedroom. And that's just being aware of where you are in your journey. Because let's say you have been out for eight weeks in a row every single night or at least the better part of uh, of the week for a good eight weeks in a row. You know, you might feel confident to just, just pick her up, throw her over your shoulder and just take her straight into the bedroom. Just obviously she's ready, you're ready, let's fucking go. And that's fine. But if you have had three, six months off, uh, because of what I'm saying here in this story, you just want to use this story as a way of, as a barometer. It's like, where in the story do I believe I would fuck up? 
and what would I do in future? Because it might seem like, or just hypotheticals, but we, the human brain is amazing. The human brain is very plastic. And just through visualization, there's been many studies run on this, of the ability to learn skills without even actually doing them. And just through the power of visualization and going through sequencing in your mind, how you can actually take someone's skill set who's never even tried to do something before and preload their minds with the ability to learn that skill set and they learn way faster just through uh, visualization and running the scenarios through. And uh, there's a, in the book, Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman, he talks about this and there's a lot of studies on this done in that book uh, that, he, that he references. So check that out, Thinking Fast and Slow. And so just the practice of us going through this as a class right now, of going through a story like this and you guys thinking to yourself, okay, where in this story would I likely have a sticking point with? Are you the type of guy that going through this going now saying, I would have had a sticking point right at the fucking beginning. Like just, just getting in the foyer and seeing a trash girl walk by and going to an instant makeout. How does that work? Well, then if you want, drop that question in the chat. I'm happy to answer it. Like, that's what that's what this is about. It's like this is what you would do in that scenario. This is what you would do in that scenario. What I'm saying right now is that based on me, if I'm three to six months out of going out at night and a woman starts undressing before me, my mate's on the couch next to me, and she starts walking up to me, I know that at, if I've had three to six months off, I'm going to need some time. And that if this was to happen now, again, say that I'm not Adam in this podcast, but I'm Adam watching this podcast, listening to some guy discuss this, I would be sitting there going, okay, let me run that scenario in my mind. Don't freak out. Don't rush it. What would it look like if I did rush it? Oh, I'll try and throw over my shoulder, run into the bedroom. Okay, don't do that. Rerun the scenario in my mind. What's it like to just, as he did, suck on her tits, caress her body, get my mate involved. I'd slow it down. Breathe. What does it actually feel like? to just breathe, visualizing the moment of her walking up to me. All of this stuff counts. It really counts. It really helps in jujitsu. It really helps in jujitsu in where that you just run the techniques in your mind. And if you run them enough, the next day you go in, you're somehow magically better at them without even having practiced them physically. Just because you've, you've, the, the, you've installed that system in your mind, that program has been run many times. So it's more accessible. It's not uh, like you haven't ex- accessed this file in the cache or in the in the archives for so long. So that's what I I think that's what where I want to go with these crazy sex stories. Because yeah, it's awesome that we tell the crazy sex story at the beginning, but and to highlight and to uh, to celebrate the sexual nature of our lives. But also we want to get some learns here, and I think this is really beneficial, especially with advanced content like this because this is not for beginners most beginners well just would have already shot themselves the moment he said instant make out i would have i remember the first time i learned the instant make out if you guys want to know about that drop it in the chat if you want to know about the first time i learned uh instant make outs i still remember it i still have the, the night in my mind i can still see it i can still taste it that's what i want these sessions to be about i wanted to be very engaging very learning but and i guess that's because that's what I would want if I was 17 to 19. Like, it's great. We want to hear about the crazy sex story, but also we're not just here just to 
just to just to jack off to Adam's crazy sex story, Adam's friends' crazy sex stories, or random people around the world's crazy sex stories. Let's let's get let's get some lessons going. So let me get back to the chat here. Ski then came in saying, "Are bars etc. open in Adelaide at the moment?" Yes, they are, Mister Ski. They are. They have uh, been going out the last couple of weeks. Um, different bars, like a lot of bars, are shut down. Uh, just because of the nature of the economic situation. But yeah, things are open now in Adelaide. So oh, I was going to say, so if any of you want to um, take a trip over to Adelaide and, uh, and go out, you can. But of course, if you're living in Melbourne, you're in fucking lockdown right now. So you're not allowed to go. Uh, Johnny Johnny comes in saying, ahaha, I would have been taking her in a back alley slash bathroom. I tend to rush the clothes. Okay, so now we're getting some lessons in here. Now we're getting some good shit in here. I like this. T then, I'll, I'll come back to it. Don't worry. T then comes on to say, I think I'd freak out when the giant dildo comes out. We'll get that as well, T. We'll get that. This is what I'm liking. Johnny then goes on to say, I would not have even considered hitting up my mate and only pulled back if that's the most natural progression. That's another good lesson. There's three lessons there. T then goes on to say, Good advice just to chill it and slow down a bit, Adam. I've ended up on the bed in situations like this and just totally frozen, which killed the night. Yes. Fourth lesson. <clears throat> Johnny then goes on to say, Clockwise, I've I've probably done a seven or eight. Excuse me. I've probably done a seven or eight in terms of work. In terms of work put it, work output, work put it. I'm not sure what that means. Anyways, he's saying it's seven, somewhere between seven or eight. Uh, much more day than night, but night comes a bit more naturally. Okay, so what Johnny's saying there is that he's is somewhere between the midway of conscious competence. So for those who don't know, 12 to 3 is unconscious incompetence. So bad, you don't even know how bad you are. 3 to 6, conscious incompetence. Uh, now you know how much you suck, but you're aware of it. And then... What Johnny's saying now is somewhere between six to nine, he's seven to eight, somewhere in between that, which is now conscious competence. He knows what he's doing. He's somewhat good at it. So he's aware of what he's doing and he can do it. That's what he's trying to say there. A little bit more, uh, he's done more work in the day, but less at night. Okay, so, uh, and then Exil goes on to say, and because we're going to go back to these lessons in this story. I just want to get this chat because you guys are popping in. Exil comes in to say, I'd like to hear the instant makeout story and lesson. Boom. We'll get that. We'll get that for sure. Thank you for letting me know, Exil. And because, guys, for those of you who are here live right now, I want you, you guys are actually, you're quite important because there's a lot of guys who can't make it live. Right now, uh, half of the viewership of the podcast that will listen to it and watch it in post, you know, the other 100 to 200 guys that might come in and watch this and girls as well. They're asleep right now, so they can't ask the questions live. So, you uh, you guys are you're important to this. Which is why I'm trying to extract a lot out of you, which is why I kind of put the heat on you guys in these sessions because I know <coughs> I get the messages, I get the emails and the questions and posts where guys goes, "Oh, I was watching this Q and A, and I would have liked to have asked this, but I couldn't have them." So I'm always trying to get as much as we can out of these sessions. Thinking about other people as well. Okay, Ski then went on to say, instant makeout story, let's go. Uh, so he resounding exil there. To be honest, he goes on to say, to be honest, I would have freaked out leaving the club. Actually, I wouldn't have even suggested sex in the first place. <laughs> yeah, 
Good. Honesty. I want the honesty. That's the other thing, guys. Uh, this is a safe space. This is an open space. I try and tell you guys how much I fuck up and hopefully that makes you feel comfortable to make mistakes and to tell me where you're at. It just makes the session better because it's like if, you, if you're a 12 to 3 in the clock phase, just tell us. It doesn't serve anyone for you to pretend that you're better than you're not, than you are, or worse than you are, or worse than you are as well. Or Also, when you guys start sending in your own stories, because I want you guys to send in your crazy sex stories, and we're going to break them down like we do here, uh, I want you got to be honest. Like, Otherwise, uh, what's the point? Like, What's the point in doing it if you're not going to be honest about it, about where you think you may have made mistakes, etc.? Like, this is all good. This is really good shit. So we're going to dive back up this chat and get the lessons, uh, the questions and the lessons from you guys. Let me get back up here. So we're going on Johnny here. Johnny coming up was the first one coming in saying how this reminds me of how his night self sometimes scares his day self. He gets so wild he can relate. But he says that he could use practice learning the beast night. Yeah, we covered that. That's fine. And then he says, okay, so now who comes in? He goes, I would have, Johnny Nguyen goes, I would have been taking, I would have been taking her in a back alley slash bathroom. I tend to rush the clothes. So here's the first lesson that uh, my man absolutely nailed in the story himself. Johnny's saying that in this visualization of where I probably would have made the first mistake is that instead of taking her out of the club and progressing back to her apartment, he would have instead, uh, out of rush mentality, just gone to a back alley or maybe a public bathroom or maybe back into the, or maybe not even into the club and just gone into, so either the bathroom in the club or a back alley around the club. Now, this is, this is classic. I don't know if we've been through, we've all been through this situation in which that you just, you, you, you bust your load, you drop your load, you, you freak out at the situation. And it comes back to that lesson I mentioned at the beginning, Johnny, which is that too many moves, too many moves. Like why would someone rush that? Why would you rush that? Most likely, you're trying to, you're trying to cue. You're cueing moves in your mind in which that you're trying to get A, B, C, D, and E before A has been acted upon. So what my man did in this scenario, which, and again, he's not some, while he is very experienced and he's definitely somewhere between nine to 12, uh, he's not some beastly man, right? That, that's just used to just whisking people away. You know, it's just so physically dominant. And it's just such a, uh, just like just like you could just get around him, you can smell testosterone. He's not that type of a guy. No, he's a very neutral, well, neutral-tempered guy. Yeah, all he did was that he just said, next best thing, which is something that we came up together with. Next best thing. What was the next best thing? Because in your scenario of going into a public bathroom or a back alley, is that the next best thing? If you've got a girl who's, at least in this scenario told you explicitly that it's okay that you want to fuck her, fuck the shit out of her. Like you've, you've had this discussion already. So in our scenario that we're talking about here, you've said you've been okay with that. You've told us you've been all right with instant makeout. You've been all right with saying into her ear, don't get alone with me. She goes, why not? She goes, because and you go, because I'll fuck the shit out of you. She goes, well, that's okay. <coughs> you've told us you're okay with that. Bit of fun. So, so the next best thing in this scenario is just, well, let's get outside. Because next best thing would be let's deepen the bubble, get outside. Why would it not be the next best thing to 
try and have sex with her in the club bathroom. Can someone please put that in the chat? Why would, why is it not recommended? Why would I not recommend? Why is that not the next best thing to be having, uh, if not the bathroom, or because Johnny also said the back alley, back alley or bathroom? Why is that not the next best thing versus just picking a direction and walking, which is the next best thing? What's going on there? What's the social dynamic play there? I'll give you a second to put your answers in. This is a good lesson because I've made this mistake several times. Uh, there was a bowl session, which is while you guys are putting your answers in, there was a bowl session where I did my first, had my first ever uh, public sex in a bathroom. <clears throat> it was on a bowl session. And it, 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 even though it was a great experience, it definitely wasn't the next best thing. So first answer comes in here from Exil saying, too specific and planning gets in your head. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, I'm not sure if he's saying that in reference to why that's not the next best thing though. Uh, but he, I think what Exil is referring to there is that he's, he's loading too many moves. He's queuing too many moves, A, B, C, D, and uh, E, which is the rush mentality. So good. You got that. That's good. Uh, T then goes on to say, lol, my best mate who I used to go out with all the time, Pulled it, pulled to a bathroom once. He got kicked out of the club by security. Also, just not enough space slash privacy to have a real intimacy. Bang, bang, and bang. Very good, very good. Not a hard lesson, but even though conceptually it makes sense, right? Like it's very easy. Not in the moment. Not in the moment. When you've got a girl who's explicitly told you that she wants to have sex with you, and she's like, that's, and you've been very physically and verbally aggressive with it and she's reciprocating that you know you just like it's like green light green signals those are all green signals that this woman is comfortable she's ready uh she's asking you to lead her so you might get into the what johnny's getting into here rush mentality as exil said too specific too much planning to gets you into your head so you get overloaded which then makes you want to rush so you think well fuck how can we get this done as soon as possible oh well there's, there's the club bathroom or there's the back alley around side. So you rush it to it. And then, yeah, and then to why that's all a big mistake, T then goes on, hits it on the head. You can either get kicked out of the club, definitely. I know I personally haven't been kicked out of the club for it, but I know several friends that have been. And uh, it's a pressure, extremely pressured. You're worried about what other people are thinking. You're worried about if someone's going to bust in. You're worried about, is she comfortable? You know, that's one thing is that you want to be in the most comfortable space possible. And unless you're in a bar of a very quiet or or like a disabled bathroom and like no one's going to disturb you and you're pretty confident about it, it's definitely not the next best thing. Next best thing, as my man chose here, was just take a walk. Take a walk. Now, why is that the next best thing though? Why is taking a walk the next best thing? What does that buy him? What does that give him? Jay? Since we're talking about you here, if you're still in this chat or anyone or whoever's the first the first answer, why is taking the next why is the next best move taking a walk in a direction you don't even know where you're going? Versus whether a girl you who's obviously telling you verbally, she's like, I want you to have sex with me now. That's what she's saying. And but not acting upon that immediately and not rushing to that, but actually, as my man did in this story, just taking a random direction and walking in it. Why is that the next best thing? What does that buy him? Think about that. Put the answer in. 
because this is the, this is the we can we can park the story here and we can get to the next lesson after that. This is this is the key. It's just what he buys. It's just what it buys him, which is why I would always suggest the girl's literally telling you that she wants to have sex with you. Don't try and rush to that immediately, right? And it's great. I'm great. I'm grateful that Johnny's been honest to say that that's probably where he would try and rush it. I've definitely been there. We've all been there. But what does it buy you if you just say to her instead, "Ah, let's go this way, walking this way." Think about your main strip. If you're in Toronto, Yonge Dunder Square. If you're in New York, somewhere around East 14th or whatever. You're in Melbourne. You're in fucking Swanson Street. You're in Adelaide. You're going down Rundle Street or Hindley Street, wherever. And uh, you're on, uh, what's it, Oxford Street in London. You're going down Leicester Square. Then uh, Leicester Square. Then think of the square. Visualize it. Think about you've gotten out of the club with her. Instead of rushing, I just say to her instead, hey, we're going this way. What does that give you? What does that give you? I'm just checking the chat here. None of you guys have responded yet. It's, it's one word. It's one word. It's very simple. It's one word that Johnny disabled himself from. Boom. T comes in with the first saying, just buys time? Question mark? Just buys time? <laughs> uh, he goes on to say, time to chat in a quieter space. Uh, Johnny comes in saying, in a specific personal example, I pulled her out of the venue and then on the walk outside, found a secluded back alley. Could have bought more time, but I was on the roll, in quotes. Ha ha. Okay, so T, T and Johnny have hit it in two different ways. Time. Picking a random direction and walking in it and being confident in that. So not just like, you know, being indecisive about it, but being very decisive about it. So you're still leading, still being a masculine being, and just saying, all right, we're going this way. Buys you time which is what if you rush out of the club or if you rush into the club's bathroom or if you rush uh, into a back alley or in the specific example that Johnny said here that they walked out of the venue, then on the walk outside, found a secluded back alley. Yeah, that's... that. If you if you feel like that's the right vibe and the vibe's there, cool, that's fine. But remember, we're always judging against against what? We're always looking at compared to what? We're always looking at next best thing. What's the next best thing? Is a back alley, random secluded back alley, is that the next best thing versus her apartment? Your apartment. Most times out of 10, no. Unless you've got some extraneous variable of people are back at your place, you can't go back to your place, can't go back to her place, then the next best, but you've already worked this out, you should be working out these logistics on the way anyway. Right, and then that would be the next best thing. So, uh... And Johnny then goes on to say, I was so I was so hard it hurt not to speak. It hurt it hurt I was so hard it hurt so to speak. Okay, it hurt so to speak. I get you, I get you, I get you to say. So yeah, you're just in a bit of a rush mode there. But anyways, for those that are just in general principles here, time. Get yourself time. Right? As long as you're leading, that's fine. Right? And then it also gives you time to illuminate other things such as which is what Johnny said it wouldn't have occurred to him, I think, or one of you said it wouldn't have occurred to you that your mate could be involved in this. So we'll move on to the, less, the, next, the, next, the next lessons now, which will come in. What time buys you is not only ease, less pressure, but the ability to 
illuminate more possibilities. Illuminate the possibilities, as I like to say. Uh, one of my favorite quotes from Aladdin, which is actually a principle I just apply in my life. I want to illuminate the possibilities. Uh, Genie, Genie says that. Okay, so and that's going to get into the next lesson here. So thank you for that, Johnny. I appreciate that. Yeah, just buy yourself time. You never hurt yourself doing that. Right? You always hurt yourself rushing though. So moving on to the next lessons coming down or the next questions that will provide more lessons. Yeah, so it was Johnny that said, I would not have even considered hitting up my mate who was back in the club in this scenario and only pulled back if that's the, the most natural progression. So good, pulling back being a natural progression, of course. We only want to progress it sexually if the girl is giving us those signals, green lights. In this scenario, she 100% is. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. Because if you don't give yourself time, you try and rush things, the possibilities aren't illuminated. That would not occur to you, yeah, how about this? How about this? Oh, hold on, I'll park that, I'll park that. This reminds me of a story for boot camp. But yeah, if you're trying to rush through to uh, sex, the, uh, d- the idea of just giving your mate a call and saying, hey man, uh, because, because remember, you don't call your mate first. You ask her first. You say, hey, would you be down for a threesome? Or would you like two men, as my man said in the story? That thought's not going to rush, go through your mind if you're rushing. And then to actually just call your mate and execute that, it's not going to happen. Even if the thought does go through your mind, if you're rushing, you're just not going to execute it. But so many things, but also now more possibilities illuminate, right? What if she would, what about the possibility of saying to her, listen, my mate's back in the club. Have you got any friends that are down to come back and maybe we can have some fun? So you get one of her friends involved. So you get more people involved. Had this occur several times. These things don't come if you're trying to rush. Great lesson there. Uh, we we'll move on to T. T had the next one. T then goes on to say, good advice just to chill and slow down a bit. So now we're talking about when you're back at the apartment. T then goes on to say, I've ended up on the bed in situations like this and just freaked out. And just totally frozen, which killed the vibe. Uh, it killed the night. I even put in a whole bunch of my own words there. He said that uh, he just totally froze, which killed the night. There we go. Absolutely. There's like lemon in this water, but I didn't even put lemon in it. If you're going to rush when you get back to it, so it seems like rushing seems to be the theme of the lessons that we think we're going to make here, uh, mistakes we're going to make here, for sure. If you get back there and you're presented with a very sexually dominant woman who's even told you in this story that she likes to be dominated and you're not a dominating type of guy, this guy isn't. This guy isn't. This guy for sure is not a dominating type of guy. I wouldn't even consider myself in this scenario. Like once I get to know a girl through one one through to three dates, the dominating sign can come out. But off the very first, even I'm still going to be uh, a little bit more towards neutral. Just trying to work out where she's at. But if you're presented with a girl that's super dominant or who likes to be dominated or just very sexually aggressive is what's coming up here. Yeah, you can freeze. You can definitely get into frozen mode, as Tia said here. So slow it down. Just breathe. Visualize the breathing. I found this to be really helpful in my journey, is uh, just to chill out. Just, just Because if you're back in this scenario, there's very few women that are going to peace out because you're going too slow. It's very rare. Like it's, it's very rare. Even in a crazy scenario like this, which, and I know this story. I know this story. I know this guy 
would have taken his sweet time when she started undressing and she hopped on him on the couch and the mate was next to him or whatever and starts sucking on the tits and all this makeout starts happening. I know that's not a five minute process. I know for him that's going to take, they probably spent a good amount of time in that. He didn't say how much time in the story, but I know the story firsthand and I know that they took a good bit of time. Whereas old Adam or younger Adam who's rushing would have tried and rushed through it and try and try and live up to the hype, live up to the expectations. And of course, like T said, you freeze out, you can't get an erection. Balls up. You go balls up. We want balls down. <laughs> so moving on to the next lesson here, blinding through these. Uh, okay, so Exil came in and T, Ski, I should say, Exil and Ski both came in saying they want to hear the instant makeout stories and get the lessons about the instant makeouts. So, okay, so this is a good, this is a, this is a different, whole different lesson. Very tactical lesson that we're about to hit on here. I think I probably have mentioned this before, but it's been a while. So, it wasn't a social Q&A somewhere, I can't remember, really far back. Might have been how to deal with AMOGs, maybe something like that. But anyways... The instant makeout. Should we just do this from the beginning then? The reason why that these two have asked about this, just for context, is because we're asking about, Exil said, I'd like to hear the instant makeout story and lesson in reference to the story. So yeah, let's just start at the beginning then. As I'm not going to read the whole story, but just the bit where that comes in. My mate said that I wanted, he wanted to leave the bar. He thought it was too classy, it wouldn't be good for go. He tells his mate, just one more set, and then they'll get out of there. He sees the girl walk past and he opens her. It becomes an instant makeout. Okay. So we've got to pause the story there. Wait. Wait, let me, okay. So he's, this is it. They're walking out of the club. For those of you that are, want, to, want to learn this lesson, you're walking out of the club. My mate's walking out of the club. They're on the way out. Sees the girl walk by, opens her, instant makeout. He then goes in to say, she continues to make out of me for a very long time, very sexually. So I'm assuming there's a lot of genitals being grabbed. There's uh, pushing against the wall, most likely. These type of things, pulling of the hair. If if this guy is saying to me, very sexually, and I know this guy, I know what he means by very sexually. And it's some aggressive shit. Thank you very much, my friends, for diving into this episode of Social Q&A Live. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had a great time. And just before you run off, don't forget... That guided meditation, Eternal Energy, has now been released, now available at boldojo.com. Dive into who you are and evolve beyond. You can also pick up the ebook, book one-on-one Skype coaching, all at boldojo.com. Donate anything you wish through the PayPal links or the Boldojo podcast uh, donation link. All of that's tremendously appreciated. And I'd also love your feedback on this session. Whether you want to, actually, I'd most appreciate your feedback on the actual YouTube videos itself. If you go into YouTube, drop your comments there. That's probably the best way. It really just helps support the channel. And I always, uh, I actually source the next episodes of Social Q&A from the previous episodes of Q&A. I often just look at the comments and often find really good uh, ideas for topics there. So if you got a suggestion for a future Social Q&A that we can kick things off with, just head over to the YouTube channel at The Bowl and uh, drop it down there. Get engaged, subscribe to the channel, support what's going on here. And that would be uh, tremendously appreciated. With that being said, I wish you all the absolute best in your lives. Much peace and much joy.